oh no, you guys. And by the way, I, uh, this is assuming that you know the characters from Agachan. Listen to the previous episode first if you have not. Oh no, Ruru is sick, but even worse, Magu catches her cold. And when he sneezes, he shoots big fuck off laser beams. Oh no, to stop him. Providential Unaras shrinks her, Ren, and Napu into a pill capsule, then throws them into his mouth where they fight a horde of dark magus which fuse into a giant one and they all represent the illness. Ruru gives uh, the dark magu some natto, which makes him healthy again and they manage to escape. Next, Magu, Napu, and even some of the humans learn about Halloween since, um, yeah, I, I guess like in Japan, Halloween's really only a well-known thing if you live in a city. Mm -hmm. Unaras gives them all costumes and Kyo gets like super fucking into it, creating a giant paper mache local version of the Loch Ness monster. Later, Napu has become obsessed with cooking and gathering ingredients, so his hermit crabs go to get materials for him. The fish that they get from a shark that Napu who accidentally enthralled, is stolen by Izumi's pigeon. Magu sees them while walking BS the puppy, stops the pigeon, eats the fish, and gives the pigeon his magic sword for Izumi. Unaras gives the crabs a really good fishing lure, which Ruru trades to Nabu for a portable stove, which he loves. I feel like I was reading that one uh, movie about where, like, the person trades a paperclip up to a house or something. Yeah. Next, everyone's getting fat, know what that's like. So to work <laughs> it off, they go on Izumi's Ninja Warrior course that he made. And it's literally the Ninja Warrior course. Magu loses weight after shooting a laser, but he's actually very upset about that because he was proud of his girth. And you know what, Magu? Good for you. Meanwhile, Ruru realizes that she gained weight because she just got taller and Napu just has to run more. Magu, Unaras, and Napu go for a night on the town where Magu and Unaras Unaras talk while Napu just gets fucking wasted. Popcorn David. Ren takes Ruru on a date to the mall and everything goes wrong, but actually it kind of went right, didn't it? Ugh, lucky them. Yeah. After discovering that he can buy ingredients with money, Napu becomes obsessed with cash and develops a gambling addiction. Best. Until he loses so bad, he just goes back to working. Uh, he's really the metaphor for capitalism. What if every <laughs> elder god was, was a representation of a different economic system? <laughs> I do love Napu. He's the best. He's a metaphor for the damaging effects of capitalism. This poor guy <laughs> yeah. started out homeless. Now has to work a shitty, uh, like, uh, you know, part-time job. Yeah, develops a gambling addiction. Yeah, poor guy. Can't wait for corporate Napu. I would have loved it if they had made like a spinoff about him and it's like someone else at the kitchen that like just can't tell. He's like, I think our new part-time cook is an elder god. <laughs> <laughs> that's your next series. <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. Okay, I'll let Taper, Taper know about that. <laughs> oh, and speaking of capitalism, it's Christmas time. <gasps> Ruru's mom is coming over from her faraway job, so everyone works together to get the house ready for her. But unfortunately, it snows too much and the train stopped. She's devastated until Magu slaps her, demands that she stops being so selfless and uses his powers to destroy the weather melting the snow ruru and her mom are able to reunite and it is so sweet yeah soon it's the new year festival and magu once again learns about human culture demanding sacrifice but no one does it izumi meanwhile struggles with his inadequacy during the new year tradition of throwing beans to cast out demons so ruru has him fight magu in a bean throwing competition until he realizes magu really isn't that bad <laughs> he pulls a middle school to keep watch over him even though he's like 16 yeah he's uh he's a he should be in high school that's uh, gonna be weird <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn tray. 
Everyone's getting depressed all of a sudden, and no one knows why, until they discover a little chaos god named Zanze of Despair, who's a little sea urchin that's depressed and makes people let their negative thoughts get a hold of them. However, Yuika's unaffected because she has no inner inner life. Everything is just worn on her outside. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't true. My bad. However, Yuki is unaffected because she has no inner life and exactly who she is at all times. So she becomes friends with Zonze. It's Valentine's Day next and Ren's desperate to make a good impression on Ruru. So Unaris gives him magical chocolates with love potion inside. He angrily throws it away because, you know, you got to do it legit. You know what? Good for him, because like in a lot of manga, he w- the, that character would have tried to trick Ren into eating those chocolates. Yeah, I really respected that. <laughs> Big respect for that, honestly. Napu finds it and turns it into pudding, making all the girls love him and kick Ren out. But it turns out that they wanted to kick him out because they were making Valentine brownies for him anyway. Aww. 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 So cute. It's like the happiest day of his life, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Kyo is extremely excited because a new monster has been spotted in the ocean. It turns out to be another chaos god named Gula the Adamantine, who's a little crab that can make his claw look like a big monster. Kyo adopts him, and it's cute. I'm just saying he's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> oh, God, dude. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. All the gods share a hot pot together and discuss that there must be something freeing these new little guys. Also, just side note, the dark hot pot scene was hilarious. Oh, it was so great. Yeah, they uh... just like randomly eat something in the dark and get roided out. Super fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the whole premise, because like the, the issue with the uh, plotting a with putting down the plot for a gag manga is that like there's so much shit and it doesn't it doesn't really connect with each other, but it kind of does. But the hot pot thing was basically just that like Unaras was like, yo, we can get a hot pot, but let's turn out the lights so nobody knows what they're eating. Amazing. She threw magic stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, like, how can you not expect her to pull that bullshit? And of course, Mag just throws a fully unopened container of natto in it because Mag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Napu eats it, is not happy. <laughs> well, all right, continuing on. Yeah. The worries about, you know, all these new people showing up gets confirmed when, after winning a trip to a ski resort, that person appears, a boy who is his own chaos god, Muscar of Fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey, I will say, I don't think you pronounced it right. It was, when they go to a trip to a ski resort, that person appears. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. No, no, you don't have to re-say it. I was just, I was make, I was making a joke. Like it's like that, that person, <laughs> that guy, <laughs> that dude, that person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so worried about that vague person whose name I could say, but I'm choosing not to right now, just to that guy. Create confusion. Him. That Very one piece. Of <laughs> oh man, yeah, Muscar of Fate. So yeah. Muscar, I should actually probably, you know what, I think I will re- reread that because I definitely read that wrong. All right, uh, so their worries get confirmed when, after winning a trip to a ski resort, that person appears. A boy who has his own chaos god, who is his own chaos god, Muscar of fate. Fate. It was fated! Do you believe in fate? No, I believe in destiny. 